I'm Rose Skeeters, host of From Borderline to Beautiful, a show about hope and recovery for BPD. Hello and welcome to another episode of From Borderline to Beautiful. So today I want to just answer a listener question. One of the most common questions asked about people with borderline personality disorder is, can they love? Do they actually love? And this, these questions are often asked by um, partners or loved ones of people with BPD. And in previous episodes, I talked about splitting and devaluing and idealizing individuals. So next week, I'm going to go a little bit more in depth again about idealizing and devaluing and how that impacts the individual with BPD, why that occurs and what some things you can do on an everyday basis to start to value people around you. But for today, I'm going to answer this listener's question because it is incredibly relatable. So thank you so much for submitting the question, and I hope you guys enjoy. All right. Hi, I found your podcast yesterday and I listened all day. I was diagnosed about six months ago with at least symptoms of BPD, and I'm struggling and stuck in my relationship right now with my partner having trouble understanding why I lash out at times and he feels that it's an indicator that I'm just not that into him. He believes that with past relationships, I wasn't like this. And in some respects, he's right uh, because those relationships, I really chose people who are super avoidant and were never committed to me or even kind to me. And I'm trying to help him understand how that doesn't mean I'm not into him. Uh, Please, any advice you could give. Hi, Carol. Thank you so much for submitting your question to the podcast. So if he thinks that you're just not that into him because there are episodes in this relationship, um, it's important to understand that he thinks that because your behaviors and your intention don't match. In one of our previous episodes, we talked about defining your behavior. And we talked about how when you have an episode and you say things you don't mean, but you're just emotional, that the person in the receiving end of that doesn't feel the love that you intend to give them. Right. And how someone who has borderline personality disorder, their emotions go from zero to 60. Think of it like, you know, a a huge wave. Right. That kind of overshadows his character, who he is. So you might be saying and doing things in those moments that you don't mean. But to him, because the moments happen. Over and over again. You do mean them and you must mean them because how could you be into someone? How could you love someone when you forget their character, when you forget who they are? So he has a hard time when he says that to you. I would imagine that he's having a hard time understanding how you keep saying you love him if your display of love involves this kind of behavior, right? And now in your mind, 
you've said you're sorry, I'm sure. And I'm sure you don't mean to do it. And I'm sure you're really working on being a better partner to him, right? I can only make those assumptions because I want, you know, I believe that all people are really doing the best they can. So you don't mean to do that, right? So of course you're into him, right? And when your emotional intensity decreases, you're kind of done with the situation, right? You're not thinking of it, right? You're not thinking of what you said because it's important to move on. I mean, BPD brain is a disorder of avoidance, right? But he's still feeling that. He feels that from yesterday. Well, I, then you can say, oh, I said, I'm sorry. And I've actually thought this before, so I can relate to this. And I know many clients I have can relate to this as well. Sorry means nothing without repentance, right? People don't like that word, so I'll be a little more... Um, concrete and define it, meaning if I say I'm sorry to you, let's say I walk up to you and I, I uh, like slap you in the face, right? I walk up to you, I just hit you in the face. And then I go, oh, I'm sorry. And the next day I walk up to you and I hit you in the face again. You go, oh, I'm sorry. And I do it again and again and again. Eventually you're going to be like, you're abusive. You're not sorry. Like, why would you do that to me? It's horrible. And I would never do that, right? Just saying. As an example. So if you say you're sorry, but then have another episode, it's hard for him to believe that you're sorry. And when it's hard for him to trust that you're actually sorry for the thing that you did and you want to change, then he can't trust that you love him because your love means empty sorries, right? Your love is, you know, it means intense emotions and words, hurtful words, cutting below the belt or whatever the behavior is, right? So now I'm starting to speak a little bit more generally. So if you can relate to this listener's question and your partner is saying, you don't love me, like there's no way you love me. And then you come back and you're like, what are you talking about? Yes, I do love you. I'm scared of you leaving me. I'm the one who's scared of you leaving me. And your partner's like, well, I, I, I'm scared of, of you leaving me, right? I'm scared of you leaving me because it doesn't feel like you love me. And maybe you even tell me stories about other relationships and how things were different. But I just, like, why me then? It must be me. You must just not be that into me. Like, why do you want to stay with me if you don't, if you, if you take my kindness and you manipulate me with it? If I'm trying to be sweet to you and I'm trying to be a partner to you, but it's not enough for you. So sometimes our partners feel that way. And I've said this before and about how partners... Um, I mean, the hardest part of this job of having the podcast for me, I mean, the, the part that hurts my heart the most is actually some of the the stories of the partners and the family members. It's true that people make mistakes. Then your family, they've made mistakes. Your boyfriend, your husbands, your partners, they've made mistakes. It's true. And it's also true that when an emotional episode occurs, it hurts people. It scares them. 
and it hurts them. It makes them feel hated, and over time it wears on them. It makes them feel like they're worthless. All while trying to love you the best they can because they just want to love you because they must be doing something wrong if you keep having episodes saying that they don't love you. They must not love you enough. So they have to figure out more and different ways to love you, but you know that'll never be enough because it's not about that. It feels like it's about that, but once you start recovery, you realize it's more about hope. Right? You realize it's more about not having hope. It's more about a stimulus happening in your environment that makes you uncomfortable. And so you just explode for that moment. It's more about needing a target or a scapegoat for your anger and anxiety because you don't want to take a cold shower to regulate your emotions because that's too much work. It's more about not knowing how to communicate. It's more about not knowing how to receive and give love in a reciprocal way. Excuse me. That's what it's about. So, I really appreciate this question. I'm going to make it into an episode because it's important for everyone to hear. And I think people with BPD to really hear over and over again that the way that your behavior makes other people feel in an episode, it matters. It matters. And when the episode is over and you feel better and you feel like you've been accepted again and and things calm down, it's not over for the other person because they don't shut off from it the way that you can disconnect from it. So think of them. Think of them and then think of all the things that you haven't yet done in recovery because you're feeling resistant to it and pick one thing. Do something hard, something that you fear every day in recovery so that if you do have another episode, that you're not saying an empty I'm sorry at the end, that you're pushing always for changed behavior. Show them love by recalling their character after the emotional episode is over. By hearing them, by being loyal to your word. Right. All right, everybody. And I will talk to y'all next week for another episode of From Borderline to Beautiful. Okay, thanks for listening. That was From Borderline to Beautiful, a production of Skeeter's Strength Mindset Coaching Systems. We help frustrated individuals, resentful couples, and disconnected families navigate through tough times. Visit us on the web at skeetersstrength.com. If you like this show, remember, you can hear it on Anchor or Apple Podcasts or Pocket Cast or any app you use to listen to podcasts. Subscribe to get a new episode every Monday. Next time on the show, we're going to continue our eating disorder series. If you want to get in touch, you can leave me a voice message. Some of you had some comments and questions from last episode, so let's hear them. I'd love to hear whatever questions you have too. Just download that Anchor mobile app, 
search for From Borderline to Beautiful and tap the message button to send me a voice message. So, if you like this podcast, not only can you download that Anchor app, but you can help us get this message out to so many more people. Head over to Apple and offer us that five-star rating and let me know what you're thinking about some of our material. The more stars and higher rating we get, the more people will have access to From Borderline to Beautiful. Hope and help for individuals with BPD.